sermon is brought to you by Shofar East London. Together, living out the fullness of Christ. We hope you enjoy this message. Lovely rain that we have outside. The heavy rains. We're talking about the heavy rains this month. Prophetically, it's nice to have some some rain outside. And uh, and some rain inside here as well. Eh? Rain on our hearts. The the living waters of Christ flooding our soul. So I I live for the reality of God. It's like I want I want to live in that space where God shows up tangibly, often. So it's like if, 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 if two days go by and I haven't seen a miracle, or I haven't seen someone encounter Jesus, I'm like, something's wrong. Because God wants to, he wants to move. He wants to do things and he wants to do it through us. So two weeks ago, I shared about, we answered this question, like, when is revival? Future reality, one day. Or when is it? Well, it's it's now. Revival is available right now. Someone can have an encounter with Jesus right now, and revival has come to them. Amen? And so I shared it two weeks ago, like dead religion is about unbelief, and unbelief is always about one day. Faith is now. God is here now. The kingdom is coming now. So I want to share a few stories also, hopefully we'll stir your faith, but I want to answer this question. How can we open the floodgates? How can we open the floodgates in our lives? How can we experience the living waters of Jesus Christ like now? So here's a picture of a guy in the desert. I showed it a few weeks ago as well. And uh, that's a picture of dead religion. We're all dressed up for a swim and there's no waters. It's dry, it's empty, it's super boring. And you're like, one day, one day. And the truth is, when Jesus died at the cross, he made grace available. Unlimited supply of living waters. Then the next picture of this dam. Unlimited supply of living waters that's available. But it's wonderful to have that in theory. Oh, we have this wonderful supply. The question is, how do you access it? So you want those living waters to flood forth. You want to open the floodgates. You want to open the sluice gates so that life can flow forth. Okay? So just to quickly lay a foundation before we get into answering this question, how do we open the floodgates of those living waters like now? How do we do it? John seven thirty seven, on the last day, that great day, just go to the verse, John seven thirty seven. Yeah, on the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, "If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink." So Jesus is revealing himself as the source of living waters. He's saying, come to me, come and drink of these living waters. And then he says, if anyone thirsts, come on, say thirsts. The key 
to sustainable spiritual growth is thirst. That's the key. If you want to continuously grow in God, you need to desire God. There needs to be a thirst. And they be like, God, I want you. And I, I've been seeing this in uh, different uh, ministers, uh, worship leaders, and pastors. I, I can see the Lord is stirring up this hunger. So one of our worship leaders in the church family, he, uh, if he like worship, he facilitated on a Zoom call with, with our apostolic leadership team. We would start off with worship and he was just sharing a little bit, but you could, he just broke down weeping because he had an encounter with Jesus earlier in the week and he says he can't contain himself. He wants Jesus. It's wonderful to see it. Even this morning here we had in the first service, we had some of our leaders here coming to share a word and they were just like, just weeping, just like, God, we want we want you. That's you, you know God is working when you pick that up in people. Soft hearts, thirsty hearts. Like God, we want you. And I believe that that is the, the the precursor to seeing a mighty move of God. When we become thirsty, when our hearts become soft, when we become when we desire Him. But so Jesus is saying, if you thirst, come. Come and drink from the living waters. And this beautiful thing happens. If anyone thirsts, let him come. So you, 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 you need a thirst and we need to ask God, Lord, increase our thirst. How's your thirst for God? How's that softness in your heart? Do you weep before the Lord? Because if you don't... Then we need to come back. We need to repent. We need to say, God, do something. I'm, I'm missing something. There needs to be a softness. There needs to be a hunger. There needs to be a gentleness. There needs to be like a, a love for the Lord. And so let's trust God to do that. You can receive when you, when you receive an impartation, when you receive an encounter with God, the Lord does that in us. It's a gift. He gives to us. And then it says, verse 38, he who believes in me, as the scripture has said, Out of his heart will flow rivers of living waters. He who believes. Not he who is super awesome. He who believes. This is for every believer. Come and say, this is for me. This is for you. That God wants rivers of life to flood forth from your inner being. That's his desire. But the question is how? How do we do this? Just, okay, go, flow. (laughs) How does this work? I I, I realized this weekend, it's like every one of us is like a, a mini dam. There's an inflow, and the only way there's going to be an outflow is if you fall up to overflow. There's so many like believers who don't spend enough time filling up, so there's never an outflow. Amen? So you need to fill up. You need to come and drink. You need to fill up and then overflow. Fill up and then overflow. Time in the presence of God and then overflow. That is, that is the key to seeing the floodgates open up. Fill up and then overflow. Fill up and then overflow. But how does this fill up thing work? How does this work? Is it like going to the petrol station? 
Who likes going to the petrol station? Oh, there's a few hands in the minority. It's like, normally I'm, I'm rushed, so I have like two minutes. Quick, 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 quick. <laughs> and then you get there and then there's a queue. And then like, which queue should you take? Which one's gonna go the fast? Lord, lead me, lead me. <laughs> you know, then you get into the queue and you get to the front, you're there, you're ready, but there's no attendant. They're running to everybody else. I'm like, hey, I am here. Come. And then you say, hi, hi, how are you? Good, you, how are you? And then what? Yes, fill it up. Unlit it. Thank you. And then you sit and you wait. Is that what filling up is? It's like a cold, clinical, we not really want to do it kind of thing? No. What if, what if this filling up is to drink from the cup of love? To drink from this place where you are connected to the lover of your soul. To the one who loves you more than you can imagine. He believes in you. He has cleansed you. He has purified you. He has paid the price for your sins, for your life. He is our everything. No love on this earth can compare to the love of God. The love of Jesus. The love of the Father. Nothing compares. So so for many of us, it's like, oh, I need to read my Bible. Otherwise, I'm a naughty Christian. You know, I'm a, so you do it, but it's cold, it's clinical, it's going through the motions, there's no life. And then, there are those who are lovers of God. It's like, you wanna. <laughs> it's like, you know, if you would ask like a 20 something year old young man, hey, you know, he's not in a relationship, and you don't ask, well, you know, wouldn't you wanna be in a relationship? Yeah, maybe, but you're, I'm too busy. Too busy. I've worked. Maybe I've got studies. I've got all these hobbies and things I'm doing. I am busy. I don't have time for a woman. And then he falls in love. It's unbelievable how the amount of hours in the day just multiplies. Suddenly there's time. Hours and hours of time just to... You're so beautiful. <laughs> it's like, where have you been? You're my, 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 my soul is now, I'm one now. I'm my everything. It's like, oh, this is time. Makes time more productive or maybe just drop the balls, but there's going to be, there's going to be, you're going to be face to face. Why? Love. It's incredible. It's powerful. That love wasn't only meant to be for male, female. It was always meant to be us and God, us and Jesus. So I want to call you into that place, call you into place. No human love can compare to the love of God. Don't allow your devotional times to become a cold clinical process, a tick box. No, you're meeting face to face with the creator of heaven and earth. Face to face with the lover of your soul. Heart to heart. With the one who is love. The one who truly completes you. 
The truth is every other love, especially that in love thing at the start, it's just hormones. <laughs> Real love comes down the line. And it's sacrificial. And it's hard work. And yes, emotions follow as well at times. But nothing, nothing, nothing compares to being one with God. And that's the key. You want to you wanna fill up to overflow? Drink from the cup of love. Drink from the cup of love. And if you've lost that love, I want to call you into it again. Bible says, repent, turn, turn, return to your first love. Don't allow it to be a clinical, cold process of I'm reading my Bible. No, you're meeting with the lover of your soul. Amen. Ah, may we all just fall in love with Jesus again. And even our spouses and everybody else are like, God, we just spend some time. No, I'm spending it with Jesus now. Later. You do it, you do it, but later. First Jesus. First Jesus. Oh, come on, come and drink from the cup of love. Because then you're going to fill up. And then you're going to overflow. Drink from the cup of love. Fill up with a cup of love. And then overflow the life of Jesus. He wants to overflow. He wants to overflow. As I said two weeks ago, revival is now. Full up and you're going to see life flood forth. If you release it, if you step out, you're going to see the kingdom of God come beautifully. So as I said, he who believes in me, as the scripture said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Verse 39, but this he spoke concerning the Spirit. Whom those believing in him would receive for the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. There's something so beautiful that happens when, as the Bible speaks about being baptized in the Holy Spirit. I heard this one guy say, and it's just so true. He said, if you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit and you're not praying in tongues, you're like a man that storms the gates of hell with a water pistol without water. No power. No power. Limited power. So I want to encourage you. It is for everybody, but you need to seek it and pursue it. That infilling of the spirit and praying in tongues. It is incredibly powerful. So if you want to open the floodgates of heaven, there's a flow from heaven through us. But what is critical is that you and I need to understand. I said two weeks ago, you need to understand is 1 Thessalonians 5, 23 says, you are a spirit you have a soul, a mind, and emotions, and you, and you live in a body. You are a three-part being. Critical to understand this. So when the Holy Spirit comes and lives in you, when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, because the Word of God says in Ephesians 5, um, do not be filled, do not be drunk with wine. We should probably have told the whole of South Africa that last night. Do not be drunk with wine. It's like if we win, we drink. If we lose, we drink. <laughs> We're going to drink. But do not be drunk with wine. But be filled with the Spirit. Be filled. Be filled with life. Drunk with wine, pain. Filled with the Spirit, life. Filled with the Spirit, life. I was in Cape Town recently now in Wellington. And in their church, they had a... I had a family there, the one pastor, um, 
adopted the one girl, four, five year old, six year old. Oh, I don't know if I should say this, but anyway, it's a horrific story. But so there was a lady coming to church and uh, her husband got drunk the one night and, uh, and he hit, he killed her with his fists. And so they adopted the girl and, uh, wine, too much wine, too much drink causes pain. Don't do it. Just don't do it. One glass and that's it. If that takes you too far, stop it. Just don't do the one. Really. Bible says be filled. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Don't sell your soul to the enemy. But okay, so three things. Three areas. I want to give you three keys, three parts of your being. The spirit, the soul, and the body. If you want to open the floodgates. Number one, spirit. 2 Corinthians 5. The spirit, you need to know who you are and what you already have in your spirit. Now, this is a a massive revelation. If you don't understand this, you will misinterpret scripture and you will miss God. So this is the starting point. 2 Corinthians 5.17, I shared this two weeks ago as well. It says, therefore, if anyone, anyone, not just the super saints, anyone is in Christ. He is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Fascinating scripture. It says, so if you come to Christ, if you surrender yourself to Jesus, you are born again, new creation, all things are gone, all things have become new. So it's like when you commit your life to Jesus, maybe you're a little bit overweight, and I give your life to Jesus, and suddenly, six pack, and ah, no. That's not how it works. Sorry. I know. I'd love to say that's how it's working. But on the inside, this speaks about your spirit. Your spirit is made new. In your spirit, you are born again. In your spirit, the essence of who you are, you are holy, you are purified, you are righteous, you are loved. And by the Holy Spirit, you are now one with God. This is massive. But it starts in your spirit. If you don't get this, you'll always struggle with shame. You always struggle with guilt. You always feel like I'm not good enough to come to God. No, in your spirit, all things are gone. Sins are washed away. You are now the righteousness of Jesus. You can just come. Okay? But now the mind needs to be renewed and the body will ultimately be fully redeemed uh, when we enter heaven one day. But if anyone is in Christ, new creation, old things gone. All things, come on, say all things. In your spirit, all things have become new. This is massive compared to, oh, I feel like a worm. I'm so terrible human being. I'm such a bad Christian. I don't qualify and I have to work for my position in Christ. I have to try and earn. If I read enough Bible, if I pray enough or give enough or do enough, then God is going to be pleased. Absolute rubbish. In your spirit, all things are new. The moment you surrender your life to Jesus, born again, and are empowered by the Holy Spirit, you are one with God. Come on, say, I'm one with God. Okay, but you have to surrender your life to Jesus. Otherwise, you don't have that. And then verse 18, now all things are of God. All things. This, this, this work that is done in you is all by God. It's his power. Not human ability, not our works. All things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us 
the ministry of reconciliation. And there we see it again. The infilling and the overflow. First is, I, rec- I have reconciled you. You are reconciled. All things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus. That is good news. Reconcile. You are one with God in your spirit. And then it says, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is overflow. He reconciles us. He does it. And then he says, now reconcile others. So, so beautiful in Wellington. It was like an evangelistic week. And we were going out to the malls and to the streets and sharing with people about the gospel, sharing with them about Jesus. So I had the privilege of leading a man to Christ in, in Paul, my hometown. And uh, it was beautiful. And now on Thursday night, we went to the hospital to reach out and we led 10 people to Christ. Isn't that awesome? Come on, give Jesus praise. It was so special. And so the one lady we prayed for, 20-something year old, broken her neck in a car accident. And I asked her, hey, if you die tonight, where are you going? Do you know? And she was like, I don't know. And so we could share with her the gospel and we prayed with her. And she had this beautiful encounter with Jesus, sincere, from the heart. It was just, oh, you come alive. You come alive. When you reconcile others with God, you come alive. You feel like a real Christian. Amen. You feel like a real Christian. And so that's why these Thursday nights going out is just so beautiful. Okay. So now when you are reconciled with God, your spirit becomes one with the Holy Spirit. It is like plugging into a power, like a electrical power plant. Now, probably this is not a very, probably not a very good illustration, but it's like plugging into ESCOM. But without the load shedding, there's no load shedding in heaven. Praise God. But so you're plugging in. There's unlimited supply of power, heavenly power into your spirit. And now this needs to flow through your being, into your mind, into your actions, and into the lives of others. This river of life, you fill up and then you overflow. But now imagine you at home, here's this picture of a, of a light switch. And you like, okay, there's power. I've looked on the power box. They are digits. It's not load shedding. Praise God. There's power coming into my house. Thank you, ESCOM. But there are no lights. Lights are not on. So you like, okay, you phone ESCOM. ESCOM, send the technician. Come and turn my lights on. And I say, sorry, sir, we don't do that. We pro- provide the power. You need to, you need to flip the switch. And I go, please, man, come send the technician to come and turn on the lights. You see, that's what we do with God. He provides the power. And what do we do? God, would you please do that? And he says, but I've get delegated authority to you. You have to flip the switch. Oh, Lord, please save that person. No, you share the gospel with them. Oh, Lord, heal that person. No, 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 no. You pray for them and they will be healed. You need to flip the switch. And then if we're really spiritual, we think as Christians, but if we get a hundred people to phone ESCOM, they're going to send somebody out to flip the switch for us. If we just get enough Christians together to pray, then God's going to do it. And they said, but I have told you to do it. 
I've given you the power. Step out. There's so many Christians that are asking God for things that he has already given us in the spirit. That's why revival is now. I want to take it one step further and to say revival is here. Come on, point to yourself and say revival is here. Revival is here. Right now, revival is now. Revival is here in us. If we would believe what we already have in Christ and begin to renew our mind according to scripture, there's a, this river of life that's going to, we're going to fill up and then we're going to overflow. And I'm experiencing this. Wherever I'm going, there's life, there's life, there's life, there's life, there's life. Why? Because I believe what the word of God says. So step out, flip the switch. Come on, say it. I'm going to flip the switch. Matthew 10, 8. This is a command from Jesus to the disciples. And he says, heal the sick. He commands them. No, 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 God, you do it. No, 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 you do it. You pray for the sick. You step out. Cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received. You have received. According to God, he's already given it to you. So freely give. Come on, say it. I have it. You have it. But it's the lies of the enemy that tells us, no, 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 no you don't. Because we why? We live by our natural senses instead of living by the word of God. We live by our feelings instead of living by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Lord has delegated authority to us. So we were in, in Wellington near Cape Town and uh, we went out the morning to malls and led some people to Christ. It was beautiful. And so afterwards, we were at a restaurant, coffee shop uh, with a speaker from the UK. And uh, we we're sitting there. It was just great. But I was like, kingdom come. Kingdom come. And so at some point, three people got up and they walked out. And I looked at the one lady and she had a neck brace on. And I'm like, bing, bing, bing. I just can't let this go. I can't let this I'm like, uh, okay. So I run after them, get to the car. The ladies in there's like a, a combi and she's in the, in the back. Other two is in the front. And I knock, knock, knock. <laughs> Hello, crazy person here. <laughs> I love how the one guy said, he said, the, for, for the renewed mind, the impossible becomes logical. When you have a renewed mind, the impossible becomes logical. It's like you expect God to show up when your mind has been renewed. So anyway, so I am like, hey, what happened? I want to pray for you. Uh, name is Ashley, and uh, she's 22 years old, I think. Two weeks before, she fell off her, uh, her bike and broke her neck. So she is in massive pain. She's like, with a neck brace on, she's just like loads and loads of pain. I'm like, hey, can I pray for you? I really believe Jesus will heal you. I really believe Jesus has paid for you for, for this pain. And and we've just seen so many miracles. So I'm I'm trusting that God's gonna Jesus is gonna touch you. So pray for her. Lovely, a little bit awkward, but good. Just pushing on, praying for her, and then I said, Okay, test. And she's like, no, no change. And I'm like, hey, can I pray again? <laughs> and I could see in her eyes, like. I said, come on, just let him quick pray, just quick pray. Pushing in a little bit there. And then prayed again. And prayed, and I just felt in my spirit, the Lord said, it's done, he's healed her. And then I said, okay, what are you feeling? She said, all the pain just left. 
Come on, give Jesus praise. Jesus. Jesus heals. She was too scared to take the neck brace off, but... Uh, but Jesus touched her, and I had the opportunity to share with her, ask about church and her relationship with God. And seems like she's a believer, but she doesn't necessarily go to church. There's something wrong, offenses or something, and could just minister into that and share with them about the goodness of God. But revival just broke out in that car. Amen? And then Pastor Niels, when he went to pay for, for the bill, then he led the guy at the toll. He led him to Christ as well. Isn't that beautiful? Revival was breaking out in that restaurant. Why? Because somebody believed and somebody stepped out. We could have sat in the corner and we could have prayed, Jesus, save them. Jesus, heal that young woman. And God's like, hey, you go do it. So many Christians use prayer as an abdication of doing the will of God. It's an excuse. Let's remove the excuses. Yes, pray. You want to fill up, but then when you want to overflow. Revival is now. Revival is here. Start stepping out. And you're going to see. You're going to see the kingdom of God come in such a beautiful way. Okay, so the first key is in your spirit, you need to know you're one with God. You are a new creation. Number two, soul. You need to believe that you have the mind of Christ. So renew your mind. <laughs> I'll explain that in a moment. But John 6, 63. It, is, it says there, that verse, John 6, 63. It says, it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. Again, the spirit is the source of power. The flesh, human ability, there's no power there. If you're human, say, human, human does not produce the power of God. It's only the spirit of his life. Then Jesus said, the words that I speak to you are spirits and they are life. The words that I speak to you are empowered by the Holy Spirit and they are speaking spiritual realities that impact you in your spirit, man. And from there, life flows forth. And then he said, but there are some of you who do not believe. And so. This is the challenge. We need to determine what is our source. If our source is our mind or our natural senses, you always disconnect from God. But if the source is the power of the Holy Spirit, there will be life. This river of life filling us up and then overflowing. And one of the things we often get wrong, if you, if you want to renew your mind, you need to change the way you speak. I like how the one guy says, we are hung by the tongue. We hang ourselves up by the way we speak. Hung by the tongue. We agree with the enemy. We agree with the lies. We, we simply just say what the facts. But faith is always higher than the facts. The facts are things aren't working. Faith is now God is right here and he's going to shift things. In Jesus name. So the way we speak impacts the renewing of the mind, and if we allow the enemy, we allow evil to come into our lives. And so one of the areas, as I read the previous verse, Matthew 10, is speaking about casting out demons. Heal the sick, cast out demons. And so I had a fascinating encounter 
Um, we were in Cape Town now and, the, and, and a student from, from Stellenbosch, we were there ministering earlier in the year and people were being delivered. And so she was like, hey, there's something on Andre's life and I need help. And so she was like, she was social media typing me, sending me messages. And I'm like, I can't. I'm in meetings. I can't help you. Like, please, can we do a Zoom call? Can you deliver me from whatever? The, I'm like, I can't. I'm busy. And then she kept on pestering, praise God. And so late in the day, I'm like, okay, fine. Let's make a plan. Five o'clock in the afternoon, Zoom call. Here's the link. Let's do it. So now I'm on Zoom call with a student lady. And and she's like suicidal, can't study, can't function. Everything is shutting down. She's like, it's a disaster. And I just know that God has delegated authority to me. To each one of us. And if I take authority with things, she's going to be set free. And so it was one of the, it was the wildest deliverance I've ever, I've experienced via video. Because I feel God is opening things. He wants to do things via video. And so at some point she started to manifest a demon and the demon would speak and she would at some point like her hands would become claws and she would like almost like scratch the screen. I'm like, yes, this is fun. <laughs> and face would go away. You, you, you know there's a God when you look into the face of evil, manifesting, eyes going weird, facial getting distorted and claws. It's like, I know God. Every time I experience this, I'm like, Jesus is real. So, uh, Maybe you don't believe in God. Maybe there's some of us here that haven't surrendered to Jesus. But I tell you, when you look into the face of evil, you are going to run to Jesus. It is real. So I, I love that reality because it brings a, 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 that reality to me of, of, of the spirit realm and the reality of, of, of angels and demons and the, and the power of Christ at the cross. And so anyway, so I was going through some stuff and taking authority. And at some point, the demon was speaking and saying, I'm not going up. And the moment it said, I'm like, hey, what is your name? Uh, what spirit is this? And it immediately went like, the, 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 death. I got you. Because it has to, it has to submit. Sometimes it tries to lie. The one time the, the, the demon at other point, it, it said something like, they didn't tell me my name. <laughs> uh, you lie. You lie. But anyway, so, so, so it, it came out later that this young woman, her grandmother was a Sangoma and she sacrificed children. Sacrificed, literally killed children. Sacrificing to the enemy. So there's a spirit of death came down the generations and was destroying her life. There are multiple other things as well. But I could just see as we were praying into things and taking authority, Breaking of word curses, the way she has agreed and others, the curses that have been spoken through the generations. It gives the enemy access. There's power in our words. Life or death is in the power of the tongue. It's the truth. Stop agreeing with the enemy. Anyway, she was beautifully, wonderfully set free at the end. She was like, she felt, feels so much joy, so much peace. She hasn't felt like that in a long, long time. Amen. Come on, give Jesus praise. Jesus delivers. So freely you have received, freely give. You have authority. Your spirit, you are renewed. You have the mind of Christ within you, but now you have to renew your mind. (laughs) 
So, and, and so when it comes to the words we speak, we really, every time we do deliverance, we can see the reality of the power of words. The moment we break certain words, certain things that have been spoken is like the demonic goes. And so I just want to speak into some of us in terms of marriages. Some of us speak death into our marriages. That's like, don't love you, shouldn't have married you, hate you, despise you. You We speak those kind of words and we open the door to evil into our relationships. We speak certain words of ourselves, agreeing with the enemy, agreeing with the facts instead of by faith according to God's word. And so I want to encourage you, stop speaking death. Stop allowing the enemy to come in. Turn it around. Speak life. You're not feeling it, but you're saying, hey, I love you. I am thankful for you. I'm talking about a relationship that's really struggling. That's what some people might find themselves at. But we don't live by our emotions. Emotions lie. You're feeling depressed? Well, that's a lie. That's not who you are in Christ. It's the fact. It's not the truth. <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a contention. There's a fight that we need to contend for to shift from the facts into a place of faith and freedom. So lead your heart. Lead your, your being. Release life into your relationship, whatever relationship it might be. Say, hey, I forgive. Forgive me. Speak life and allow the Lord to come. Love will flow back. Amen? So many people are living, and this is the challenge, living by the carnal mind, living by our physical senses. To all the married people in the house, you made a vow before God. You said, before God and before people, till death do we part. I will love you in the good and the bad. I will be faithful all my days. Love is a choice, not a feeling. It is not a feeling. It is not a feeling. But if you agree with ungodly emotions and feelings, you open the floodgates of hell. You need to live by faith. I've made a commitment. Love is a choice, not a feeling. And as I keep on investing in the relationship and speaking life and loving and humbling myself for my nonsense then the Lord will reconcile and the feelings will return. Amen. Contend. Contend for your relationship. Speak life. Do not agree with the enemy. And so we see this in Romans 8 verse 6. It says, for to be carnally minded, fleshly minded, fivefold senses, our five senses minded is, it's death. It's death. This isn't just an evil mindset. It's just a fleshly mindset. If I just accept the facts of what I feel and what I see, it is death. Because you're living out of your physical being instead of out of the spirit. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Spiritually minded meaning my mind is aligned with my spirit, which is one with the Holy Spirit. And I'm feeding my source is from the spirit. And it's feeding my mind. It's feeding my thoughts. It's helping me to see according to God's will and not according to the facts. To be spiritually minded 
is life and peace. You want life and peace? Change from facts to faith. To the word of God. To what the Lord says and not what you feel. Verse 7, because the carnal mind, the fleshly, physical, connected mind is enmity against God. It says, you will become an enemy of God. Because you're going to miss him. I've seen this so many times. Even church leaders, they're not in the spirit. They're in the natural. They're just seeing according to natural. They unknowingly oppose the move of God. And the same for every one of us. Just like, well, I don't believe. That's not for me. Whatever, I'm just living out of my physical being. Although the facts. And sometimes there's actually a block in our minds. It's like a, it's like a, a, a spiritual influence that causes unbelief. A cognitive, intellectual way of living that blocks the life of Jesus. We should use our minds, but our minds must align with the word of God. So you oppose. So open the floodgates. The first one is spirit. Who you are and what you already have. Just put on the next slide. And then the soul. You need to align your soul with your spirit. Believing you have the mind of Christ. So renew your mind. Here's the verse. 1 Corinthians 2.16. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. What does it mean? And it's not, it's not the mind here, it's the mind here. Your spirit is connected to the Holy Spirit. And so you have access to the mind of God. You have access to solutions that you could not have dreamt up yourself. You have access to thinking with the mind of God. It is in your spirit, but now you need to align your mind with the spirit. Okay, this is critical. And that's why you need to fill up with the word until you overflow. 1 John 2, 20. Another angle on this, it says, but you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. And you must say, but I don't know all things. I hear you. In the Spirit, connected to the Holy Spirit, you know all things. You have it all. But this is why praying in the spirit, praying in tongues is so powerful because you strengthen your spirit. And the Bible speaks of 1 Corinthians 14 verses, I think, 2 or 3. It speaks about you speak mysteries. Now, hidden truths in your spirit is released by praying in tongues, praying in the spirit. You become aware of the will of God. It is incredible. You know, this is our prophetic month. This is how you tap into the prophetic. You can have dreams from God that gives you solutions. You can have visions from God, mental pictures by the Holy Spirit that reveals to you what you should do and who you are. You know all things. You know all things. Come and say, I know all things. You see, the word of God is, the, it, give, it reveals to you what you have access to. And so you have to, Access that by faith. Another verse, Ephesians 4, 23. And it says, be renewed in the spirit of your minds. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. In other words, if your mind, if the source of your mind is the world, you will be fleshly, you will be just carnal. There's no life. But if the spirit of your mind is renewed by because you're accessing your spirit, who's one with the Holy Spirit, there will be life. Okay? Here's 
Be renewed in the spirit of your minds. So what are you feeding on? The word or the world? The word or the world? And after last night, rugby's dead. <laughs> when we're winning, it's yes. If we lose, I kill those idols, Lord. Just kill them. <laughs> 1 Corinthians 6:17, finishing up. It says, but he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Ah, oh, this is good news. You're one. If you've surrendered your life to Jesus, you are born again by the Holy Spirit. You are one with God. No shame, no guilt. Enemy will want to disconnect. Enemy will tell you, no, you're not. You have to stand on this by faith. I am one with God and I'm welcome in his presence and he celebrates who I am. He celebrates who you are. You are one. Come on, say, I'm one with God. That's the truth. Don't go by your feelings. You're trying to spend time with God and you feel guilty and ashamed and like you're not good enough. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Silence those voices. Renounce those emotions. You see, the Lord has delegated authority to each one of us. But often how we function is we like, we want somebody else to pray for us. And that's fine. That's good that we need help. But at some point you need to step into it and you need to steward your freedom. You need to steward your healing. You need to contend for what God has already given to you in the Spirit, he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. So to summarize the three things, number one, spirit, who you are. You want to open the floodgates, who you are and what you already have. In the spirit, you are a new creation. Number two, in your soul, your mind, you have the mind of Christ. So renew your mind through the word, through declarations of life, through contending for the promise of God. And then the last one is your Body, resurrection life dwells within you. So release it. So I want to read this one verse that speaks about it. Romans 8, 11. Ending off with this verse. It says, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life To your mortal bodies through his spirit that dwells in you. What is it saying? Because your spirit is one with God. One with the Holy Spirit. You have resurrection life in you. Come on, say it in me. You have to believe this. Resurrection life is in you. And as you drink of the spirit, as you drink of the cup of love, and you allow him to fill you up, you're going to overflow. Resurrection life will flow forth. And so what this is saying is, it will give life to your mortal body. You have access to divine health. You have. You have. I have so many stories of men, women of God, who would share like in 50 years, they might have a cold once or twice. When the one guy, man of God, normally people don't like these people because they believe in the power of God. So they get demonized like crazy. <laughs> but they, I remember the one guy, he said, you know, like all 50 years, almost nothing, no, no, no sickness, no disease. Although he was dying as a 16 year old, he's on his deathbed. Jesus shows up and he gets healed. 
believes in the power of healing, contends for health in his body. Many people get healed and he would walk in divine health. And he would say when the when headache comes, he would just hit himself and say, out in Jesus' name. Boom. And he'd be healed. I'm like, Jesus, please. Thank you, Lord. Divine health. I want to finish the job. I want to go until I'm 95. Healthy, on fire for Jesus, doing revival meetings in the retirement home. I want to raise him out of the wheelchairs. I want to see the kingdom come in the name of Jesus. Amen. Because <laughs> that's available, but you have to contend for it. You believe God is resurrection life in me. So every condition in my body, I refuse it in Jesus' name. Get out. There's resurrection life for me and for others. Amen. And so you want this alignment from your spirit. Alignment. Alignment. One with the Holy Spirit. Then your minds, the source to your mind is your, is the Holy Spirit and your spirit. And then you want your body to align as well. You step out. And obey. You break out of sinful patterns by the power of the Holy Spirit. And some of us, we struggle to connect with God. It's like if you say, hey, five minutes of devotional time, it's a lot. I'm struggling. We need to break that off, some of us. So, this last story. So, a few months ago, there was a guy, they did a conference here, uh, and uh, David Hogan is, is a, American guy that's in Mexico and they've seen over 500 people raised from the dead. They have seen feet that were not there grow back and limbs and things. It is insane. If you listen to the story, it's just like, so I was listening to, to his stories and I'm listening to how he spends. He says like every morning, like four o'clock, he's up and he prays for hours and hours and hours and he's fasting like a machine. I'm like, God, I'm so intimidated. I don't know. <laughs> And I realize there's grace on his life for living like that. But I've never been able to like four o'clock, half past four that early. Sometimes like ministry times I go like early and late at night and I'm praying for hours. But I would spend time with God, but I was struggling to get up early. Sometimes I would just, you feel almost like a depression over your, over, I feel like you wake up and it's like, oh, it's like heaviness, like a spiritual heaviness that's keeping me from that place of intimacy with God. So anyway, so I was listening to this thing and I came forward for prayer, for impartation twice, that he prayed for me and for others. And I caught something. In the next few days, it was like four o'clock, quarter past four. I'm awake. And I want to pray. And so I would open my Bible app and I would start listening and reading scripture and I would pray in tongues for hours. Hours. Two hours, three hours, just like, I've never experienced anything like it. And there's just such freedom. There's just such results. <laughs> I'm filling up and I'm overflowing. And so I want to encourage you, don't compare yourself to me, because I also didn't earn it. <laughs> I just received an impartation. But wherever you are at now, if you are like at five minutes a day, come on, let's trust Jesus for ten or 20, or hours, or whatever it is, but we need that hunger, we need that impartation from the Lord. Come on, say, this is for me. It is. Don't accept, because I feel like there's stuff that needs to be broken off, so that we can, an impartation to spend time with the Lord, 
and to pray in the Spirit and to read the Word. But if the Word and the Spirit, those two components with a hunger for God to drink from the cup of love, you're going to fill up and you're going to overflow. Amen. Thank you for listening. Find more on Shofar East London's podcast channel. Let's do life together.